welcome back to Gutsy Presenter. Welcome. Do you like how I said that? That was very gutsy. Lots of passion. Very well, thank you. I am passionate about this. We're, we're now a couple weeks into our pre-launch period and we've got people in there and it's just exciting to see the Gutsy Presenter Academy in its real form, it's turning into something. It is blooming. It is. Okay, but enough of that. Let's talk about mindfulness because today's episode is about mindfulness and presenting. Um, it's a big topic. I think we have it to is. start. We have to start by talking about what it, what we don't mean, because I think mindfulness is a little bit of a loaded term, kind of a fad. What what is what do, what do people usually think of when they think of mindfulness? Well, that's an interesting question. I'm not sure what they're thinking of. I can tell you what I think of. What do you think of? <laughs> mindfulness in regards to presenting is to remain present. You are remaining present in that moment. You are watching your audience you are taking care of their needs versus not being mindfulness during a presentation, focused on everything you have to cover, jumping ahead, thinking ahead, and we're not present. Yeah. And yeah. I believe an audience can feel that from the, from the presenter. Yeah, no, totally. I, I'm, I'm sorry, because I led you horribly it's okay. I pivoted, Scott. You did, you I pivoted. know how to pivot. <laughs> Thank gosh. I appreciate that. You know, it's you, you had my back. I did a horrible job of setting you up and then <laughs> you did great work. I, I guess what I was getting at was I think people think of meditation, like mindfulness is meditation or something, mm -hmm. which it's not because I mean, mindfulness has something. Well, not with presenting. It's not. Right. Right. Yes. Well, and mindfulness meditation, I think can be involved you talked about being aware of the moment and part of that is sort of a calmness to the mind. Mm. And I, I bet there's great speakers mm. out there that actually meditate as part of a routine before they go out and speak if, because it calms their mind. It allows them to be aware and focused. Sure. But what I loved, I loved about it is this idea of being in the moment, like being really present. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people experience that, that, that often in our modern life. They're well, especially if our nervousness and our anxiety is heightened because we need to give a presentation, it's very easy to slip out of the mindfulness mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then take on top of that, the traditional approach, which says, you know, do a write and recite kind of thing where you've got all your content all nicely lined up. And then when you're presenting, you're actually in the past. People would say, I'm ahead of myself thinking, what's the next slide or what do I want to say next? But I always say, but that's kind of putting you in the past thinking about content you prepared two days before. And not taking care of your audience in that moment yeah. and what they need from you right. from the presentation. Exactly. Well, okay, here's a good example of this is when a presenter is creating a monologue when they are presenting, yeah. they start their presentation and they ramble through it. They talk, 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 and there's zero acknowledgement 
of the audience, yeah. no engagement, no pulling them into the conversation. Yeah. There's no mindfulness. Yeah. I'm, and I'm going to, I'm going to get really weird now Good. because, because <laughs> I'm weird, but because this is why we talk, talking, look, you can go online and see somebody rant in a video, right? They'll talk to a phone and they'll rant about something. That's just a one-way delivery, but that's not much different than somebody standing and giving a presentation where they're ramming, or you said rambling, ramming, whatever it is, but just shoving content at their audience. It's the same thing. Yes. It's, I'm sitting here. It's a one-way deal. I'm just concerned about getting my content out. Get through my agenda. Yeah. And the whole purpose of talking is to commune with people, to be in the same space, to let them affect you, to create this chemical reaction that you can only create when other people are alive with you, listening to you. Mm. And that's beautiful because it means this idea that if I'm a speaker who does the same presentation over and over again, I, I get bored of it, right? Well, of course you do if you think all you're going to do up, is go up there and deliver a recording of yourself. Okay, I have, a, I have a question. Yes. Because there are different types of presentations that we give, and this skill set is going to look different for different types of presentations. If I'm giving a keynote and I'm on a stage and I have 200 people in my audience, engaging and pulling that audience into the conversation is going to look different yes. than if I am presenting in a conference room with 10 people. Yep. Yeah. So when it's the smaller audience, it makes it, it's much easier to call people by name, ask for their experience, their ideas. Now, when it's that larger space, more of a, a keynote or perhaps an, a, an all hands meeting, yeah. then to engage with the audience, what do you suggest? I love that question. It's such a good question. <laughs> and this, it's, it's going to be a tough concept I think to grasp but in that small group you can have people talk you can listen to what they say you can respond and what we would describe as a conversation but I say look if you're on that TED stage and you're delivering an 18 minute talk and you have a beginning a middle and an end to get through I get it can you still be conversational in your mind and how you deliver things yes uh -huh. how do you do that you talk to people and you listen to them with your eyes. You watch them react to your content. You feed off their energy. They're speaking to you. It is still a conversation. It's just not in the traditional sense that they're opening their mouth and making sounds. It is, I am so engaged with connecting with these folks that I'm gonna deliver something that will only happen once because they're gonna affect me in subtle ways maybe, but they will still affect me. And then when it's a more intimate presentation, whether it's Zoom or in a conference room with a smaller amount of people, it's keep them engaged. Here's my favorite thing to do in that, in that situation. Let your audience know at the very beginning of your presentation, I wanna hear from you. I wanna hear your thoughts and your ideas because now you have introduced the expectation, and you have given permission that you're going to pause during your presentation and you're going to pull them in. 
to the conversation. Yeah. Very, yeah. very powerful. They won't be surprised when you do it. Yeah. And, and I think something comes to mind about whether you're on the stage or you're whether you're in that smaller conference room. And that is there'll, there'll be points where you'll want to stop and say, did that make sense? Did, was I clear? What's your reaction? What's your response to this? What can I help clarify? But I would, I would tell people, look, maintain that spirit constantly because there are so many answers coming from people by way of just slight shifts in their body, yes. their facial expression. <laughs> their That's, eyes are glazing over. <laughs> yeah, right. You want to see bright eyes. I'm, if you want to see a great talk where there's somebody giving a great TED talk, but is listening all the time, look at Ben Zander's TED talk about classical music. And he walks up and he says, he literally points to guys, your eyes could light up the night. You know, he's talking about bright eyes. And I think if I were to leave our audience with a thought about mindfulness, it's this. Look for bright eyes in your audience. Really. Look for You're that. You're reminding me of that 80s song, Bright Eyes. <laughs> Well, that's not what I wanted you to think about. I love that song. Oh, good. Well, I hope. Th <laughs> but what? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I now we're now we're really off track. Great, Jen. <laughs> Let me try that again. Take us back. Like when I, I I mean I mean it. When you're a great presenter, you get people. They respond to you, and you will see it in their eyes. And if you are present with them. Yes. There's an exchange of energy. It's yes, but you have to be mindful. You have to be in the moment. You can even see these bright eyes over zoom. Yes. Over zoom video. You yes, can, you can. It, that you can see it virtual or in person. That's right. For sure. That's okay. Right. We're going to wrap this up. Yes. Do you have any closing comments? That was my closing comment. <laughs> bright eyes. <laughs> I'm going to go play that song. <laughs> Here oh gosh, now it's in my head. I can't get it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Next week. Next week, we are doing the gutsy guinea pig episode yes. with Hamad Siddiqui. He is an, a LinkedIn expert coach. We can all use that. Yes. That means we're coaching a coach. Yes. <laughs> all right. Wonderful work, partner. That was great. We look forward to seeing the rest of you next week. Have a good one. Stay mindful. Stay mindful.